So podcasters aren't YouTubers, but you can put a show on there, but you will find that your engagement probably isn't as good as you hope unless you're Joe Rogan or right up there because of the format of the show. So that's something to take into consideration is you'll never see YouTube success unless you make a YouTube podcast. Welcome back to Oh My Pod. My name is Justin J. Moore, and my fiance and co-host is Celine Albertini. On this episode, we interviewed Matt Cheney. He's a podcast and content creation coach with over 17 years of professional experience. He's delivered content for global media platforms, brands, broadcasters, and apps, producing Emmy award-winning music features, BAFTA, that's B-A-F-T-A, nominated animations, and iTunes chart-topping podcasts, among other projects. As the former head of audio for Vice Media UK and Rapid Pictures post-production in London, Matt is well-versed in media and technology, as well as in leading and training creative teams. In his current business, Cult Media, K-U-L-T Media, he helps small businesses and marketing professionals develop inbound marketing strategies and grow their businesses through podcasts and content creation. All right, before we get into it, I just want to say this episode was awesome. Uh, we started doing things a little bit differently when we bring people on the show. Rather than just talking about their life story and their backstory and kind of have an unguided conversation, we decided that we want to sort of focus things more and work on something together and sort of follow a rough plan. So on this episode, you'll see that pretty clearly. Matt brought uh, seven tips uh, on t- on how coaches can increase leads. And we kind of went over them one by one. And it was, it was really great. Matt is super well-versed in all this, as you can hear from his bio. I learned something new with almost every single tip that he brought. So I know you guys are going to find it valuable too. And if you do find something valuable and you learn something, don't keep it to yourself. Please pass it on to somebody who might also find it valuable. There's a lot of misinformation and misconceptions in the podcasting industry, and I really hope that this podcast can be a resource for honest and true information. So please just pass it along. That's all we ask. Enjoy the show. Okay, Matt, welcome to the show. Thank you very much for having me. Absolutely. We're, uh, we're excited to chat with you. You're kind of like a, a media king. You've been doing this for 17 years, which is crazy. 17 years ago, I was Long six. <laughs> yeah. <so. laughs> You've been at this. Uh, you've been at this a while, and um, thank you for taking the the time to be on our show. It's it means a lot. No problems. So the first thing that we will ask you is a little icebreaker, and because Celine and I love traveling, Celine is from Italy. If you didn't know, and I'm from Western Canada, so we end up having to travel a lot. <laughs> yeah. Um, we we love traveling. My favorite place is to go to Italy so far. Haven't been many places. But what is your favorite place that you've ever traveled to? And give us like a reason for that. Yeah, I'm torn between two places, um, Florence and Split in Croatia. Florence was incredible. I went with my dad. It's such a beautiful city. I took him to go and see Valentino Rossi race at the most. Oh, AGP. wow. It was his oh, dream. Like, man. yeah. So like that was pretty special. But Split was just insane. So much history and culture. And I did island hopping on a speedboat. I went to see waterfalls. Oh, that's sick. Nice. Uh, I tried to cycle up like a 12% incline mountain. We both nearly died. Um, so just, yeah, Split split or Florence. They're beautiful, both of them. What is it? What is that Split? Split, is it yeah. Yeah. Split, you don't know it? Yeah, Croatia, S-P-L-I-T. Yeah. Yeah. I've never heard of that. Yeah, that's oh, North up, Americans. Gorgeous. They don't really know about your... So, what? Croatia. so true. Yeah. I, I've heard 
like I, people keep telling me about Croatia mm-hmm. though. I oh yeah didn't even know anything about it, but I, I keep hearing that it's a beautiful place to travel to. So hundred percent, so yeah. I actually have never been, but everybody keeps on saying, and there's great partying there okay. too, and great clubs. Mm. Just saying, mm. yes. so good, you know. Yeah, I don't much. I'm not much for the club, the club scene. But well, you make I the music for the good. club scene, so you know. Yes. Yeah. You yeah. Should go. Exactly. Yeah, Hang around yeah. there sometime. Well, actually, we've been we've been uh, like realizing that the next next year I'll probably be. Um, I do a lot of songs with DJs for the dance music mm-hmm. industry, and like I sing on those. And a lot oh, of cool. times, when a song does super well, they like bring the singer to do the song live for the festivals. So yeah, nice. a couple of my songs are doing really good with these guys. So it sounds like next year I might be on the stage Light with festival. them. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So like uh, Defcon, um, which is like a big, big one in, I don't know where that is. Maybe in the, I think it's in the Netherlands, but anyways. Mm. Um, but yeah, that's, that's cool. We want to go to Croatia one day for sure. Um, and Florence. Yeah. I've heard. Like, you haven't I can't been, we, right? I went to Italy, you haven't we, been. We didn't go to Florence, right? <laughs> Shame on you. Yeah, yeah we went to Rome, but Celine, we didn't go on. to Florence, which is like kind of on the way from yeah, where Celine, I live. You, yeah, yeah, you're the reason Rome. we didn't on, go. Guys. Celine told me she's like, it's nice, but like you, you're to- you, you totally like you 100 percent downplayed it because I have friends who've gone to Italy and they say that's their favorite place. I feel like I missed out. Uh, I totally didn't suggest to not go. We just didn't have time. What are you talking about? Right, sure. No, no, sure. like I'm like the All biggest right. fan of Italy and I think every place in Italy is like absolutely gorgeous and there's beautiful places everywhere you go around. So like I will like yes. I recommend everything. We went we went to Rome, but yeah. it was very touristy yeah. and like, Florence is definitely nice. Yeah. Um Yeah. yeah. It's, it's really nice. It's a bit smaller stuff. Okay. Podcasting and Podcasting. and, <laughs> and Let's do it. marketing and uh, business industry stuff. Yeah. So yeah. Talk about this that. is cool because like, I think I actually think like Matt and I were running through, uh, the, the ideas that he brought for this episode. Um, obviously from the title, you can see that it's going to be, um, seven tips for increasing leads as a coach. And it's like, this is when he was reading through the things that he was saying, it was like the exact things that have been on our mind the last, um, few months, what we've been working with our clients to achieve. um, essentially like your, your podcast can be a lead machine and Mm. um, not just the podcast itself, but all of the elements that you can pull from your podcast, you can chop your podcast up into tons of other stuff. You can make your podcast into a blog. You can like, it's the, the potential is like unlimited. And so Matt has brought seven ideas of, of things that I think you also said that you use this with all of your clients as well. It's like your bread and butter. Um, hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. Every coaching client I've had, um, I use this with businesses as well, but more coaches because it's such a, it should be so personal. Mm-hmm. I have a, a great like business part, a friend, mentor, a guy called Rob Lawrence, who's an OG podcaster. Mm-hmm. He always says that podcasting should be the beginning of a conversation, which is the most coachy thing to say, right? Like I never heard that before. Let's that's, unpack that's a that. great way of saying that. But yeah, and and that's why I think that these seven things encourage the conversation to go on. And that's so key for mm-hmm. content creation by coaches. Yeah. Okay, cool. I also got, I like, I kind of got a uh, a vibe from when you were running through the list that it's, you're, you're doing a really good job at looking at the, the bigger story, like the concept. You're not like giving us like in the weeds, heavy detail tips. It's like, 
bigger picture and even yeah. one of the things that you said is talking about bigger picture so i mean we might as well just go into yeah. it so we're gonna this is an episode for coaches but honestly from what matt said can be a lot of like anybody in in interested in the podcasting world growing your podcast building an audience this is um this is going to be hugely applicable so i mean you might as well hop right in matt let's jump straight in well the first thing that i work with people on is to have a north star like a why why are we doing this but this isn't just like oh i want to generate leads i want to grow my business this is slightly more than that it's about you should be doing this to build trust and to get buy-in from your listeners if you don't have trust you won't get buy-in i'm big on trust in fact my business is called cult media which is no understand like and trust um because i overthink oh, everything wow yeah. but it also has a double meaning because if you look at all successful content creators anyone successful they also have the four key traits of a cult. They have a charismatic leader, devout followers, shared rituals, and belief systems. That is um, so smart. <laughs> so, yeah, overthinking. That's but, yeah, sweet. back to the North Star. Yeah. The North Star is so important. And it's not just about why you're doing the podcast, but why you as the coach are doing this. Mm-hmm. If you've, I mean, there's so many podcasts out there that could, that could be done by anybody. Yes. It has to be why you. And that's so really important. If you can't nail why you, then there's no buy-in. There's no USP. There's no unique differentiator from any other podcasting coach, whether mm-hmm. it be relationships, business, marketing. It doesn't matter because, you know, there's there's like five notes on a keyboard, right? There's only so many ways you can play a song. And some good advice is good advice because it is the best advice at this moment in time. So if you don't have a why you, then your content will just be the same as everyone else's. So right. that's my first big thing. Do you and that have, can be really hard for people. Yeah, I was going to say, like, do you have, a, do you have a, a piece of advice as to how somebody can find that, some type of framework that somebody can use to develop their unique selling proposition or whatever? Seven points or less. Tell us your story that's brought you to this moment to make you the coach you are today. Right. We didn't all start. We don't leave, right. you know, you don't leave college or university and be like, I'm going to be a coach. Most yeah. people have had experience or an inflection point in their life that has led them to be in a position to offer guidance, leadership, mm-hmm. compassion, empathy. It depends on the coach, right? If you can do that in seven points or less, a really sharp, concise story as to why you are where you are now and why someone should care. Yeah. Cool. I so love that's that. That's the first one. North that's, Star. Uh, that's great. I like the, I really, like even just the the way that you say like north star as as a light like a something that orients your vision like upwards and and to something bigger and far and far away and magical too so i think that yeah that's how podcasting should be approached uh with the sense it of should be story percent of your decision making as well should mm-hmm. be what was my North Star? If you look at loads of management and um, modern business to when they want to flatten the hierarchy in terms of management, it's give everyone a concise goal, like our purpose, our values, our vision, our mission. Everything you do, as long as it's injustice of achieving this goal, then there's no wrong answer. It right. might not work. It might not be the right time for it. But if everyone's pulling in the same direction to achieve the same thing, so it can take loads of your decision making away from you if you have a North Star. Yeah. Very good. Uh, the second part of that is your audience. That's the other 50% of your decision making. Why are we doing this and who is it mm-hmm. for? And this is my second point uh, in my seven steps is 
cultivating the best content and the best guests for your audience. And I remember when I first started podcasting, which would have been late 2015, 2016, there was a thing going around where people would say, go onto Amazon, find your niche, and then look in the upcoming book launches and you can go organize by due date to be released and then get in touch with all of those authors, right? And then they want free press. So you can get in touch with all those authors and they'll all come on your podcast. <gasps> Amazing. You can get big yeah. names, right? Matthew McConaughey last year. When, what, what was his book? Green Lights. Yes. Right. He, he was on everything, right? He probably wasn't getting paid for a lot of those gigs, but he needed the press. Mm-hmm. And that's a massive mistake that coaches make. They seek after the whale guests, the big guests. Sometimes these guests are just going on a book tour and all they're going to talk about is their book. Now, if their book isn't relevant to what your audience needs at that moment of your podcast, then it's pointless. Yeah, yeah it's sort of um, superficial. With, yeah, exactly. And, and they can be sort of, oh, in my book, I do this. Oh, in my book, I do that. But if your audience wants a very specific thing and your North Star doesn't quite align with that, then chasing after the big blue whales, the Moby Dick guests, doesn't make sense. It just It just doesn't make sense. But too many podcasters do it. They chase... I tell you what, if Matthew McConaughey was on my podcast, I guarantee he wouldn't share it on his socials. Yeah. Right? So And you true. see that all the time. The biggest guests, they're busy people. Oh, I'm going to get Stephen Bartlett on my podcast. He's not going to share it. He does guest appearances all over the place. So finding someone that really resonates with your audience, um, looking at neighboring audiences, if you've got a relationship podcast, have other relationship experts from their podcast. Like, you know, you've got the user behavior mm-hmm. there. So really curate and cultivate the best content for your audience. Yes, that's that's great. What do you think about that, Celine? Because we were just kind of talking about that. Um, yeah, I think that's great advice. And I do think that um, that's definitely something that that we see a lot. We, we see it a mm. lot that just what you said, big guest doesn't share it. Is It's really not about what the show is about, but it's just a cool guest. So like... Sort of like a name drop. Yeah, you know? exactly. Yeah. Like that, in my opinion, that might be really disappointing if I was in the audience of a of a podcast that I really love. That would be really disappointing because you could kind of see through through it, right? So, well, hmm. yeah, I yeah. definitely agree. And and I and and also um, the the whole thing with like having a, like a a big guest on your show it it might be a bit of a relief for starting podcasters to hear that they don't actually need and maybe shouldn't even be shooting for the like biggest of the big people on their show. It may be a relief for them to hear that they can really just look for the people that they are. And, and I mean, I highly advocate for people that are already in your warm audience somewhere that can be super warm, like your friends mm-hmm. that you have mm-hmm. in the industry or colleagues, colleague, friends sort of stuff. Or even just like we were, Matt, like we've just been following each other for a few months. And um, so we were we were already like it wasn't it wasn't cold. Mm-hmm. And so no. and you can you can you also like, man, is it ever obvious when there's a cold podcast, like when they're meeting yeah. for the first time? Yeah, obviously, like a VA had scheduled the whole thing yeah. for them, done all the outreach. They haven't even sent a message back and forth and they hop on the show. You can like. You can feel that it's, you know what I mean? That that it's that it's not like it's not warm. Mm-hmm. So that's no. another reason. Like if you're if you're gonna get a celebrity on your show, like you're not gonna 
be emailing the celebrity and talking about what you're going to discuss in the episode. Like you're going to be, you're going to get a VA and a form to fill out and then welcome yeah. to the show. Let's talk about you and nothing else but you. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. And there's two more negatives to that. The first one being, um, it's a bit like going viral. A lot of people say going viral isn't a good thing because what it brings is a load of strange audience, like mass strange audience that then see that viral piece of content and they only know you for that one mm -hmm. thing. So you see it on TikTok a lot, people blow up and then they're like, oh yeah, I don't do this thing in all my content. And people are like, do the thing, do the <laughs> thing. I, you, don't want, you don't want to be viral. You want that audience to build slowly over time and for people to engage. Yeah. I mean, I, I think and Justin can definitely speak to that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I went massively yeah. viral on TikTok and and then get like, you know, uh like 100 views on well no, but like a few thousand views on on my original song and nothing, you know, and then it's like, oh, well, I guess this isn't actually really an audience. It's more just like a group of random people who like clap their hands when you do the dance that they want you to do. <laughs> yeah. Not the dance. I was not dancing. <laughs> <laughs> I was singing. <laughs> singing. Was yeah, singing. Yeah. <laughs> but that's the point. And then the other side of it is when you the negative side of things is it, it, imagine if everyone went to the podcast for the guest right they wouldn't stay with the podcast they just go guest hunting yep. and they'd be like i'm going to hear tim ferris on this show this show this show this show yep well if we go back to point number 1 there's a north star here why and why you you're the thing that's consistent in your show mm -hmm. so really the guest shouldn't be the leading draw shouldn't be Boom. the magnet that pulls you in it might be a peak your curiosity mm -hmm. but the overall ethos of the show should be the thing that keeps people there yeah i'm i'm a big you. advocate yeah. for that clip actually that. yeah totally clip that i'm an advocate for that because <laughs> i i do think in the end everybody should be here because of us like justin and i right like they're yeah. here because they like mm -hmm. us because otherwise they just listen to a different podcast about podcasting with a person they like better Right. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, that's also the reason why we, we sorry. Um, why no, I say you're, you're, you're probably going to say what I was going to say. People should record solo episodes as well because your audience loves you. So like show your face a little bit more sometimes, you know, not just your whoever you interview. So. Well, that brings me to my my third point, which is giving the listener a reason to stick around. And there's something that me and my business partner, James, have been talking about, and I think it came off the back of a Colin Samir comment as well, was I have this thing where I'm like, there's the episode objective and then there's a the series objective. If you just have like a big guest on or you just randomly, sporadically just put stuff out and you're not getting your core messaging across and you don't know why and why you... Uh, then what you can find is that there's no buy-in over a whole series and we want people to come back. So there's this two or dual narrative system that you want to implement in your content. Yeah, It's your overall objective. Like in my podcast, I'm on a quest to better myself. I've struggled with this thing for years. I've got anger issues. Can I stop being angry? Stick around. I'm going to talk to the world's experts in anger. Will I stop being the angry boy? Right. And every episode, it's about how the guest will help me in that moment to be less angry. But right. really, we're going to get to the end of the series. And am I going to be less angry? Stick around, watch my highs, watch my lows. So there's these two narratives happening at any one time. That is the fundamentals for building trust and engagement with mm -hmm. your audience, because they can have an opinion on those inflection points every episode, but then series wide, too. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. 
Very, very, very good. Yeah. Yeah. I, I completely agree with that. And, and I think, um, I think that it's, again, like you're talking about turning your podcast into a story, which is like, don't even need to say it. Like everybody loves stories and, and yeah. it, that, that'll give people a, a reason to stick around is it's not like just this episode and then this episode and then this episode. It's like, it's all one in one kind of flow that, you know, you get to the end. And like you said, and like, there's a, a, a shared goal, like, will I, you know, mm-hmm. will I learn about this? Will I change my opinion on this? Will I, you know, that type of thing. There has to be some jeopardy in some sense. It's classic storytelling, right? Disney do this. Mm-hmm in spades but then you go down to the like tiktok a good tiktok has a hook Mm -hmm. this 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 stick around like if i don't deliver on that then i will lose trust and people won't come back and watch the content you see it in tv all the time from my tv days you have a cold open you know someone's like oh my god we're never going to get out of here they're in a dark hole how did we get in this mess yep that's me. You're probably wondering how I got here, right? We <laughs> yeah, do 100%. it and everything. All the stuff that we're hooked on. Why was Lost so good when it came out? This is probably too old for you guys. No, but, no I, um, I know that. I know that. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah hey, totally. I know a thing from the past. Um, yeah, like Game of Thrones. You know, people watched the last series to see if it was going to be rubbish, and it was. Yeah, but it was. we watched it so that we could say. I'm happy you agree with just, that. <laughs> but you know, it's. We need to put these things in. Like, there needs to be a reason to like invest in the show. Otherwise, it's super transactional. It's one night standy. People come in, they listen to your Matthew McConaughey episode. They do one. They've got mm. all the information. He was probably talking about his book again. Big yeah. Um, and then I, so, I definitely yeah. we've all done that. We've all been on a podcast mm. listening just because of that one guest, and we never went back. Haven't we? Yeah. Right. Hundred percent. Yeah. Yes, I've done yeah. that. Of course. So, yeah. Loads like and loads. Like personal experience. Totally do that. I love that one. That's a great one. What? Well, talking of personal oh. experience, my fourth <laughs> tip, step, <laughs> strategy is experience, considering the user experience. Right. This is overlooked by loads of podcasters um, and especially podcasters that want a raw and unedited and, you know, frankly, lazy podcast. Mm-hmm. Because they they kind of feel like everything that was said was on point. But most shows need to have the user in mind, need to have the listener in mind. Right. There's low rate content, you know, talking about the the weather or a sidebar or mm-hmm. going off piste or becoming political when the show's about technology. Like right. it you know, do the very best you can for the listener to yeah. curate their experience. Yes. Um understanding that you don't have to publish. Okay, you can record an episode. We can record this and we'll get to the end and you'll think Matt's a complete idiot. I do not want that to go out. He does not represent our brand in the best light. Like I was thinking the it. opposite, actually, to be honest, oh. Matt. I was thinking this is because I'm this too is, good. Yeah, What's happening? Exactly. You're going to actually probably take over as the host at some point here. <laughs> oh, sorry. Um, <laughs> no, don't worry about great. it. <laughs> I joke it. Um, but yeah, like obligated publishing is a massive problem. I That's see it loads in the US opinion. audience. That's loads. Cra- yeah. Don't publish it. If it's if it's not right, if it's not like I think about cars. So my girlfriend has a Dacia Duster, Indian Renault thing. It was super cheap. It mm. was like brand new. It was like 14 grand. It is so cheap. And then last year, I was borrowing a brand new AMG Mercedes A-Class. Mm. 
right? Both of them are cars, both of them work, but my expectation of the Mercedes is completely different to the Dacia. Like I know that that's just going to be plastic and cheap and rubbish. And a lot of coaches don't think about what their audio and their content reflects on their brand. If it is low rate and echoey and there's stuff going on and the kids come in mid interview and the video is like super grainy and stuff, that's all part of a brand experience. I'm not saying that people need studio quality, everything, Mm -hmm. but if you want your listener to enjoy your content, you have to consider their experience, their time and their listening experience. So you got to make it as smooth and as pleasant as possible on the ears and the eyes, essentially. Yeah, I mean, everyone's growing, so it's cool to start a podcast and just record it on your phone, but yeah, let your audience know that you're going to, this is a journey, we're going to mm-hmm. get better, please mm-hmm. excuse this, acknowledge it, right? I think that's a right. big part of society these days, is you can just hold your hands up and be like, I'm working on it, guys, bear with me. Yeah. And if people buy into you and your thing... Yeah, it can be part of the story that fun. you're telling. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 100%. I, I, yeah. I love this one, actually. This one is my favorite, because if I think about... yeah. So many um, like podcasts or TV shows, movies, um, like just be what you said you were and don't make it political. Just leave me alone. Yeah. I want to relax. I don't want to have it to do with pol- politics at all, you know? Yeah. But nowadays that's yeah, a big problem. It's, it's sort of like an ambush. Yeah, like yeah. every time mm. it's just politics and I'm like, gosh, really? Again, like yeah. I just wanted to relax. <laughs> Yeah. So so that's just all part of yeah. of not just like not just the production elements of lining it up with what is most pleasant for the user but also the content um that you are like like for instance the nice thing that I have started doing and Matt you understood it like before I even said anything but I've started uh coming up with a a little plan with the guests before actually bringing them on rather than just talking about the guest's life story the whole time, you know what I mean? Because yeah. because while that is cool when the when you have a show that's designed to dig into people's life stories and that's what the audience has come a- accustomed to, mm-hmm. when you have a podcasting uh, like a podcast about podcasting. marketing and podcasting yeah. and all that stuff, you mm-hmm. you're you're not digging into people's life stories and into their backstories and and all that. You're you're your listener is here for a purpose. Mm-hmm. And so we, like what we did, we just decided, okay, you know what? Let's let's talk about what we want to talk about, but let's gear the episode around something that we know is going to be valuable for the end experience. And one, I find that that makes the episode much more relaxing because there's a, a, there's a plan to move forward together. But mm. two, I just think that it starts you off on the right foot. You just, you're just positive that it's going to be um it's going to be valuable because you have the pieces in place already oh, yeah. and, and you don't go too off track you know what i mean and so that's all what you're talking about is really considering somebody's time and and being respectful of that and why they're here in the first place yeah there's a great example of this um i spoke to a guy called miko two years ago um on my podcast when it was alive um if you can't continue a podcast it's okay to stop just put an end there um but miko has the number one uh like podcast in i guess it's in health and wealth health and fitness okay basically it's called psychopodia it's in finnish his wife is a psychologist they have world-renowned psychologists on but they'd never talk to the guest about them 
It's about the thing. So it's a psychology podcast that doesn't talk about the guests themselves, just their field of expertise, the case studies, what they've learned. And it's been like number one in Spotify for years running. And he edits it so tightly and it's so well produced that people that aren't into psychology listen to it and they say it's one of the best produced podcasts I've I've ever heard. I just yeah. love yeah. how tight it is that because sounds amazing. it's not about the guest, it's about the objective. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That sounds It's about getting that across. Great. Yeah. Yeah. That's very cool. Yeah. I like that. Um let's do another one. Um yeah, my fifth step to increase your leads. Uh don't think too small. Lots of people think about a podcast as an audio file on an RSS feed and there your podcast will die. Like there is an ecosystem around this. Um, someone said to me, oh, do I need to do video or can I just get away with audio only for my podcast? And I said, if you do audio only for your podcast, it will die. Yeah, that's what if I've you been do saying. audio and video for your podcast alone, it will die. Mm. You can't do just those mediums. Can you have an audio only podcast and succeed? 100% yes. I, I've proven it. I, yeah, 100%. However, you can't have an audio-only podcast without social media presence, without an email marketing strategy, without some PR and press, especially if it is audio-only, you need to drive people there. Yeah. You need a 360 strategy. You need a website. You need relevant calls to action. You probably need an opt-in. You probably need to look at how people engage with you. Maybe a competition, maybe a giveaway, maybe a listener inbox. Yeah. All yep. very much doable. Audio-only is not dead Radio is not dead, therefore the audio-only podcast is not dead. But you cannot just upload it and then post once on Facebook, hey, new episode out. No one cares your new episode's out. Tell them why. Think big. Mm -hmm. Um, One Fine Play, we have been looking at sort of promoting the idea of what's this look like as a live event? Mm -hmm. If you can't tell me what this looks like as a live event, then you're thinking too small. What would you need to do right. to get a load of people to buy a ticket? And people go, oh, yeah, yeah. It's exactly the same for listening to your mm-hmm. podcast. You have to go out. Um, I bet you've seen the the guys from India and Bangladesh and the Philippines that offered to promote your podcast, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, of course. <laughs> Some of them are click farms and they've just got bucket loads of mobile phones that looks like something out of the matrix and, and people just download your stuff and, you know, However, a lot of these guys, what they're doing is they're taking your content, they're going into every relevant Facebook, Reddit, LinkedIn group, and they're just spam posting. Mm -hmm. Aggressive, but the methodology isn't wrong. That is what you should be doing, but from a place of empathy. And you should be going and finding people that need your content or deserve your content if you want to put this in the bigger Mm -hmm. picture. And go and find them and say, hey, I've done this thing. It might help you. It might entertain you. It might educate yes. you. It might remove your boredom for half an hour. Yeah. yeah. And that's the biggest problem is people don't think about the content ecosystem. They just think about that kind of narrow publish and stand back and be like, yeah, good job, everybody. Yeah. On to the next episode. Yeah. What should we do next week, guys? Like, no, it's, it, it's, not, it's not a launch People do this with books as well. They write the book and then they go out and celebrate the book. But if you look at some of the most successful books ever written, um, uh, what was the film with Matt Damon where he gets stuck on Mars? Oh, uh, The Martian. M- yes. Martian. Obviously. Correct. We've just yeah. seen it. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, he shared chapters of the book online before it went out. Um, the Fifty Shades of Grey series. 
she used to post chapters on fan fiction forums mm -hmm. to get feedback. Right. And there's loads of really famous authors that have shared little bits to get feedback and they're constantly seeking yes. engagement before yeah. they launch yeah. anything. So that's a massive thing with podcasts is they think far too small. I agree. Right. And I think that this, um, it has happened to us because this is a, um, this is something that we preach all the time that um, audio alone is not enough. Um, and people oh, yeah. misunderstand that because what they think mm. is that we're saying that the audio, like the actual podcast, just audio is not enough, but people rather watch it on YouTube. I don't believe that at all. Yeah. I still... Well, audio is the most accessible, right? You can do multiple things. You shouldn't be driving and watching YouTube. You shouldn't be walking the dog and exactly. YouTube. Exactly. You can't exactly. watch the dishes and YouTube. So it is super accessible. And I have seen data that shows that YouTube content creators that start a podcast get better engagement than podcast creators that start a YouTube mm -hmm. channel. Yeah. And that's because of how they construct the show. So podcasters aren't YouTubers, but you can put a show on there, but you'll find that your engagement probably isn't as good as you hope unless you're Joe Rogan. Exactly. Because exactly. of the format of the show. So that's something to take into consideration is you'll never see YouTube success unless you make a YouTube Correct. podcast. And yeah, then, exactly. but then you yeah. need the video. Like, like you said, you need the video for everything. Like, how can you not? For sure. I, I, how, how, like, you know, you know how, you know, the, the content quality, like, if you're sharing, if you have a podcast with video, the quality and the different types of content that you can create from a video podcast are like exponentially better and and more than what you can just create from audio. Yeah, exactly. Like having your face. I mean, the podcast is about you. So having content mm. like with your face and of you speaking, that's what the podcast is. And so sharing that is, I mean, it's, yeah, like audio only I think is, is, um, is of the past and we've talked to a bunch of different people some agree some don't agree but yeah um yeah it's about where the audience is at the end of the day mm -hmm. um if you're a coach and you specialize in x thing and there's no one on tiktok and they're not on instagram and they're not on mm -hmm. facebook well where's my audience saying because not everyone's on social media and especially yeah. if you're a coach that i mean there's some data that came out from lower street harry morton from lower street did a um a study mm -hmm. and they were talking about business leaders and loads of the c-suite any business leaders they consume their information from podcasts and that's great that we're seeing that but if you're a coach and someone needs your support they might not be on facebook right in where what kind of group are they in if you've got a fan page for your podcast how are people going to find you right and that's where somewhere like reddit might be better or mm -hmm. an email's new or using other people's email newsletters. Yeah. Like yes. Sponsoring someone else's email mm -hmm. newsletter totally. to get out to the right people. So it's, it's all about horses for courses. Will video go further? Yes, naturally it will. Will people watch uh, a TikTok and an Instagram and click through to your podcast? The jury's still out. Uh, better th for engagement, duration of watching the short over audiograms and audiograms are better than still images. Yeah. But that's to exactly. do with the user behavior. Like I can scroll, a still image isn't going to go anywhere. So there's nothing to pull my eye. Then an audiogram with a waveform, oh, that moves a little bit. Oh, that, I'll, I'll move past that. And then you've got a video with someone's eyeballs. It's the eyeballs that are the key thing. 100%. And I'll watch the eyeballs. <laughs> yeah. And then if there's no captions, I'll probably scroll past because I might be on the bus and yeah. stuff like that. So exactly. It it's will not guarantee success. If your content's poo, 
video is just going to be poo video. Yeah, exactly. That's perfect. <laughs> it is. Like, it's, it's the user exactly experience. True, That's what we're right? talking yeah. about. Like it's you, you, you have to create the best, like, like you said, have all the pieces there, have the, have the video, have the captions, make it a good piece of content that's actually interesting. And at least you've done everything in your part to make the experience the best that you can. You know what I mean? Rather than, yeah, like you said, having just a still image of like, this person came on my show. Okay. Great. Cool. Thank awesome. You. Yeah. yeah. They yeah. exist. Cool. Yeah. yeah, great. But that brings me on to my sixth point, which is about the content. What is good content? Well, if you're listening to this and you're a coach, good content should replicate your offer. Mm. Now, by this, I mean um, giving away everything you have through your content isn't a bad thing. Gary Vaynerchuk's very bullish on this attitude. Or Mosey like, as well you, talks about yeah, that. You yeah, you can't give away enough and it has to be relevant to your offer. If you're a business coach and you've got a nine-phase program that helps people grow their businesses in 90 days, tell people what's in it. Tell people what to expect and be the person they're going to get when they do sign up. Yes. Like you, you don't want to be low key. And then when you're on a webinar, you're super amped. Like it's that brand consistency that I spoke about earlier in point four. It's giving everything so that when someone goes, I'm going to buy this, they know what they're purchasing. It stops buyer remorse. It stops um, people asking for refunds. You also get on like a house on fire from the get go because you've had the relevant content and people expect you, if you swear, you swear, if you over the top, you're over the top. Uh, and it, let, that brings me on to my last point is asking for too much in your course to action. Mm -hmm. If you're a coach and you want people to engage with you, what you need to do is you need to encourage them to consume more content. Right. Don't ask them to buy your thing. Don't send them to 15 different locations. Find me on Instagram, find me on TikTok, find me on, uh, no, no. Just like have one thing one and it single. should be to point people in the direction of more value content. It's probably yeah. your website. Probably your show notes is the easiest one. You can ask people to subscribe. Sure, do that at the beginning of the show or follow you or whatever. That's great. But one clear call to action should always be go and consume more of my stuff. It will make your life better. Yeah, a single CTA. Uh, and their desire the to purchase. Yeah, exactly. Their desire to purchase will come from what I said in point six, which is replicating your offer and your content. So if they're there and they want to buy, they'll go and find it. So make it easy for people just to stay in your ecosystem that we spoke about earlier. Yeah, exactly. And that's huge. We've literally been directing people to do um, one CTA because like Alex Ramosi just said on his show, a confused mind is is a mind that's not going to buy anything. Yeah. So in action. Um, yeah. yeah, exactly. Um, that's like, seriously, probably one of the most valuable episodes we've ever done. Yeah. Uh, oh, cool. I'm, going, I'm going to send this to a bunch of people um, who, who I know will like actually need this episode. Um, mm -hmm. And so <laughs> the last thing would just be like, where do you want people to go to, to engage with you, to engage with your content? Um, take the floor. Yeah, sure. So I'm um, cult.media, K-U-L-T.media on Instagram and TikTok. I cool. answer all my DMs there or head to K-U-L-T.media is my main website. Um, jump on there and get in touch with me. Or my other business venture is onefineplay.com. We've mm. created a huge directory of cool tools for podcasters oh, and cool. creatives. We've got a production company. We're about to launch a huge coaching um, product as well and accountability coaching awesome. all in the pipeline but the directory is live onefineplay.com amazing cool 
Great. Thank you so much, Matt. Um, we'll give you lots of content from this episode. and Awesome. You can share it if you want. If you're not too famous to share it like Matthew McConaughey would. <laughs> I'll, okay. share. I'll yeah. consume it. <laughs> Thank you, Matt. Thank you so much for coming on. Thank you so Cheers, much. Cheers, guys. Catch you later. Bye. Okay, so you made it this far, which means you probably found something or learned something valuable from this. So don't be selfish. Please share it with somebody else so that they can learn something from it too. That's all we ask for all this free content. We're trying to build a community and help as many people as possible do better in podcasting, make better podcasts, get more from their podcasts in less time. That's our goal here. And if you want to support that goal, then just click the link and send it to one person who you know would love you for it.